everybody. Uh, welcome to Rough Stuff, the podcast where um, my friend Sarah Griffith and I sometimes invite people on and sometimes just, you know, hang out with each other and uh, share some embarrassing stories from childhood, which we all have. I am one of your co-hosts, Bridget Greenberg, and uh, I played wiffle ball last week and uh, have sustained some injuries. I'm still very, very sore from wiffle ball. It was a tough game and I want all of our listeners to know the final score was 15-7. Bridget and my team won and we had an incredible comeback. I think in the fourth inning. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I am the other co-star. My name is Co-Star. Co-host. Let's do it. Well, that's Freudian. (laughs) I think that reveals a lot about how I think of myself. Um, But I said co-star. I didn't say the star. That's. But still star was in the word. Star. (laughs) Well, my name is Sarah Griffith and that's my embarrassing fact. (laughs) That's- no, but I also did purchase three separate items from the official Miller Lite merchandise store online. Wow. They're, okay, they're selling a t-shirt where one of the sleeves is missing, and it says, it's almost Miller time, and it's a fundraiser for, um, it's like, it's a vaccination shirt. Oh. So it's missing a sleeve. That- And you say, it's almost Miller time. I, okay. I, it's good. It, it's a fundraiser, too. Sure. Yeah, that- is not why you bought the shirt, though. No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, is it like a t-shirt? It's fully a t-shirt. It's one sleeve, and then the other sleeve is like gone at the tank, basically. Right. I got to see this shirt. I can't wrap my head around this. Or where it, you would wear it outside. <laughs> I, I mainly bought it as like a souvenir of the pandemic, honestly. Like, okay. this would kind of be funny. And then they sold... Um, there is a... We're sponsored by Miller Lite this week, by the way. Uh, <laughs> there's a um, fanny pack. That has a koozie attached to the actual pack itself. So hands-free, you have a place to put your beer right. and a place to put all of your drugs. <laughs> sure. So yeah, these are my purchases. And then I also got um, a tank top. So thank you, Miller Lite. So for half a tank top, a full tank top. And then and um, a fanny pack. Fanny pack koozie combination. Hot, it's very cool. It's, it's a, as the kids say, a hot girl summer. It is going to be a hot girl summer. A, <laughs> hot, a hot woman summer. A this one woman. is for the late 20s. Yes. This is <laughs> for those of us who have been this more like women. Okay. The, the late 20s crowd who have been like pretty much fine during the pandemic because we don't have kids or. Uh, no. Don't own that a home. Many, yeah. Not looking to buy a home. Yeah. Don't really have that many responsibilities. <laughs> it's, it's, it's as, as, okay as you can get during these times just us <laughs> yeah just, just us yeah just just us just hot us women. and our anxiety in our tongues uh-huh. um well okay. we have one of those very exciting episodes where it's just me and my buddy sarah talking yeah. um we've been vax we've been very fortunate so we're in the same room so that this is exciting for us Uh, i know we don't have to we can talk over each other without having to be like oh no sorry you go ahead yeah i don't have to be polite to you anymore because i'm looking you in the eyes so that's enough politeness but uh how have you been buddy i'm good how are you (laughs) that's all you're gonna give me i don't know we saw each other we played wiffle ball last week we did play with a well last week. This is for week. the audience. They've listened to us this the whole yeah, time. Yeah, but they like us. Oh, I okay. I'm good. Um. Oh, can we? That's our cast and curious mini episode right the fuck now because the F9 trailer came out this week. Yeah, we'll we'll derail into uh, our other. No, we're derailing now. Well, My ass is no. on fire. Yeah, yeah. That trailer. Uh, start. I'm gonna be honest. Started off a little slow. Started off. You know, they were giving us a oh. lot of catch up. 
And then once it took off, once it became montage action in magnets are you kidding me it's fucking magnets literally the mission impossible fallout trailer i used to think was the greatest trailer i've ever it seen trailer. that trailer is fucking dead to me now that trailer is dead to me i now. f9 is a better trailer than fate of the furious is a movie i have watched that trailer so many times and michelle rodriguez is lying to me got so beautiful. Is I so love her haircut. Amazing. And then she has my favorite part of the trailer is Jacob is Dom's brother. Stunning. The line Stunning. she was born to say. <gasps> oh my God, Bridget, we can watch that trailer in theaters. We can watch the movie. We, we can watch the movie. In you're going to go to your first Fast and Furious theater experience. <laughs> and I'm so excited. No, I'm so excited. We're going to be there opening night. I don't. No, if I want to sit next to you during it. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I hope that theater is loud as a fuck. I oh, want yeah. hooting and hollering yeah. out of every single person there. I mean, I'm going to be. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been my experience at every Fast and Furious movies, but I've seen most of them in Philadelphia. So, mm. and that's kind of. No, but we'll be with the real fans because we're going to go opening night. night. Opening night, we absolutely. We're going to camp. Yeah, outside. Here's we're gonna wait in a line. in in my In my dream version, because it does come out right around my birthday, so it will. I will yes, have I a. Know, that's so exciting. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have a Fast and Furious theme birthday with like the table, like with the cloth, like with like the tablecloth, yeah, the, the plates, plates, the, the cups, party hats, yes, all of it. And then in my the goodie bags, in my dream, <laughs> we we go to Fast and Furious. Yes, um, this might be a second viewing thing, so we'll go to our okay. opening night. But then, you know, we got to see it again. Duh. Uh, we'll see it nine times. We'll, we'll see it with more people. But I think we what we do is we catch a matinee, mm -hmm. sneak in some some beers. Yes. Uh, theater owners don't and listen to this. We'll be doing this. this at the AMC City Walks. S sneak in some Ronas. Yeah. Uh, the beers, not the viruses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Do you think they're going to have to like maybe switch to like Modelo's? I hope not. Uh, nah. Even though I do, because I don't like Corona that much, but I drink it because of the yeah. <laughs> uh, movies. Uh, for the loyalty. Yes, uh, for the family. And then right from there, we're going to be hyped up. We're going to be at 11s. Uh, we go to a go-kart. Yes. We, we Good. So we get drunk, and then we then go we, drive. And then we... In yeah. children's cars. In children's cars. Oh, great. Yeah. I want to jump a go-kart. You think you're sore from wiffle ball. Let I, me tell you. I, you're going to get whiplash. I'm gonna get, I want to jump a go-kart over another go-kart. Uh, can I tell you a real quick story from adolescence? I know we're talking about the Fast and Furious, but can we talk about adolescence? Um, I know. Crazy. Oof, all I know, right. We're getting our wires crossed here. <laughs> but um, one time, my church youth group, like every other Sunday, we would like go do something. Mm -hmm. And so this time we went to, God, it's like an iconic Houston location and I never know the fucking name of it. But basically it's like arcade and like go-kart. It's like one of the only, it's like the only place you could do go-karting like inside the loop. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you have to go all the way out to the burbs. Yeah. Um. And so these three guys who were like kind of troublemakers, like kind of shithead kids, they did the funniest thing on the go-kart track. So it's like, three, two, one, go. And then like all of us like took off. And um, they we were all speeding. And the three of them like lined up together into a perfect line, like 
blocking the entire road and then slowed down to a crawl and just blocked the traffic of everybody else. Uh, it was so fun. Like all of, us, funny. all of us were laughing. And then the person, like the manager of the go-kart place, like kicked them off the track, took their names down and they're banned from that go-kart track. I mean, that is pretty dangerous, <laughs> but also very funny. <laughs> I, I love I love when the shitheads like get one in that, uh, that's like he that, hates to laugh because he hates yeah. to encourage them but it's kind of like every listen, now and again there's fucking funny man yeah um I remember there's <laughs> this is awful uh it's truly awful and it was a form of bullying but it was really funny uh well that if I, it's funny it doesn't count exactly so there was a a prank that uh we pulled I was part of it and uh and it's, it's totally a shithead kid thing to do but there was like a kid in the class who was very like well you forgot the homework you oh, forgot to yeah, sign us kid, homework yeah. and like everyone settle down we're trying to learn here like oh, jesus it was one of those kids and uh we orchestrated that like when the clock hit a certain mark everybody would just scoot their desk he Classic. would always sit in the middle and we would all get up and just scoot our desk like one inch away from him <laughs> at every corner so he was just like an island in the middle uh and i <laughs> it happened it was executed perfectly like in unison everyone yeah. just like scooted over a little bit and left him in the middle and it was a hundred percent bullying but like it was fucking funny. That is funny. That's that's a classic prank. Yeah, I know. That's a classic prank. It was and like when you can get a group of like fourteen year olds to like be organized, like that's why I'm a producer. Yeah, it's because I was like, you know what? I wanted all of us to do the same thing at the same time, and I'm gonna make there you sure go. this that's, is executed. Th these are good skills to yeah harness. Um, I guess per this conversation, I wasn't gonna start with the story from our mailbag. Mailbag. But wah, I feel wah, like wah, it's wah. appropriate now because like we're literally on the topic. So I was a bit of a prankster too. But as I've said <laughs> on the show before, I was like also mildly a bully. Right. And I think this is just like funny kid syndrome, or at least I'm just saying that to make myself feel better. Right. Uh where like I was always about getting a laugh and sometimes the laugh would come at another person's expense. And right. that's actually not being funny. That's being like mean. Yeah. As it turns out. Actually, I've done that to you. That was the beginning of our friendship was well, me you know, doing that to you. That's okay. I mean, honestly, I deserve it. Like if anyone, <laughs> it's it's fine when it's I'm the victim because it's like, you know what? Honestly, I deserve that one. I really did. Um, so we asked everyone to send in some emails to our inbox, some of your stories. Thank you very much. We're going to read a few of them. We're going to start from my friend, Amelia who Bridget has met. I have. Uh, she uh, has really called my ass out. <laughs> she starts by saying, Hi, I would like to submit two stories of your own Sarah Catherine Griffith being a middle school bitch and ruining <laughs> my 12-year-old self-esteem to your oh. wonderful podcast. Please know, Sarah is one of my close and favorite friends. Okay, you know what, Amelia? You can't say that after you call me a huge fucking bitch. So yeah. let's just get to the story. So uh, she calls this story The Day P. Diddy Died. Okay. Oh. Okay. Is this one of the name switches? Uh, what? Because he's like changed his name. Oh, just just wait. Okay. In middle school, I was all about pop culture and magazines. I really felt I had a discerning eye between the real information from Us Weekly and People versus the trashier fake tabloids. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, the current cover of Us Weekly is Sharon Osbourne saying, my side of the story. Just to just so everyone is aware of what Us Weekly is up to these days. Yeah. Um, so this was like 2005, the era before BuzzFeed and iPhones. Also, Sarah was cooler than me. Thanks, Amelia. <laughs> One day, we were in our seventh grade math class sitting around our table, very much paying attention to our piece of shit teacher, and he really was a piece of shit. I do not remember what we were talking about before, but somehow got on the subject of celebrities, and Sarah was like, I heard P. Diddy died. And Wink nudged friend nearby who was like, oh yeah, I heard that too. And she went on to explain that he had been in a car wreck like the day before. I was like, no, I would have heard, but the rest of the table was either fascinated with the story or agreeing that they heard it too. Somehow by lunch, it seemed that everyone in the school was in on the P. Diddy died camp except me. And that they were all looking at me like I was the idiot for not buying in. However, I firmly felt I would have already read about it and that Sarah was making the whole thing up to fuck with me, which worked. I felt like an asshole for disagreeing, but was very vindicated when I went home to discover that he is and was very much alive. This day both tormented me and made me feel like a badass for sticking to my guns and for over a decade now, but Sarah does not even remember it. And that's true because she said, I'm going to write in about the time you convinced me Pete Diddy died. And I was like, what? <laughs> like fully no memory of that. Just fully gaslighting Amelia yeah. for that, an entire day in middle school. That's classic. Uh, it's also classic that uh, I feel like someone in your high school would have cared that much. But this is middle school. Middle school. We had nothing else going for us. Yeah. Because uh, you've tried to do a similar prank to me, and I just straight up didn't care. Uh, <laughs> That's the key. If you just don't care. Yeah, you, I mean, it's, this is a very. Where did I convince you was dead? Not dead, that you saw <laughs> Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Oh my God. This is like a whole, I don't really want to get into this whole thing. Because it's not that big of a deal. The longest con of my life. I had you convinced for years that we had seen Keanu Reeves in Orego. What's it? Borrego Springs. Borrego Springs. Um, yeah. Cause of Borrego Springs. That's it. Yeah. Oh. And I, you guys, so we were in Borrego Springs with some friends. This is a bad story. It's not a good story. No. But basically. Just real quick. Bridget and a few other people stayed in the hotel room. Me and some friends ran to the liquor store. And then on the way back, I was like, you know, what if we like said that we saw a celebrity out here just to fuck with them? Like, who'd be believable? And our friend Dave out of the gate said Keanu Reeves. And all of us were like, perfect. That's so believable. And so we came in with the story like, yeah, we saw Keanu Reeves at the liquor store. Yeah. And my reaction was like, oh, cool. And like, just didn't. And then apparently this was the biggest con in the world to them. <laughs> Into like our other friend who stayed behind. And well, because you know, but the other victims of the prank would tell people like, yeah, that's where they saw Keanu Reeves. Yes. They were so excited that we saw Keanu Reeves. Yeah, everybody. And then it was like revealed to me that they didn't. And I like spilled the beans because I did not care. And I broke. We literally had a group chat. that was like people who saw Keanu Reeves. And every time there'd be Keanu Reeves news, would be like, dude, our friend is doing so well. Good for him. <laughs> Yeah, and I like spilled the beans and broke people's hearts, and I was like, "Did we all care?" Yeah, you you find the last per, the la no, there is one final holdout actually yeah, who doesn't was... know that we didn't see. <laughs> there was one final oh, holdout, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the the other final holdout, Bridget spoiled it, and our friend Kate was like, "I thought you guys see Akiana Reeves." This is like fully three years later. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm such a horrible bitch. Like, how do I have any friends at it's all? It's really just, not. It's I'm gonna convincing. <laughs> People fake shit about celebrities. 
It's not a big deal. <laughs> oh, but it was to Amelia when it's she was there. Yeah. But there was another time that I absolutely tormented her. Um, so this is a pool party prank. She says, around that same time, I was really on a tear. Sarah and I went to a mutual good friend's birthday party, which was, of course, because we lived in a city as hot as hell. It was a pool party with about 15 to 20 guests. The party was fun for the first 75% of it. We had all been hanging out, playing some other pool games like chicken, when Sarah challenges me to a competition of who can hold their breath underwater longer. I accept the challenge, and we both duck under the water until I came back up 30-ish seconds later, and not only the pool, but the entire backyard had cleared out and gone <laughs> inside to sing and have cake. I was mortified. It took everything I had not to burst into tears, get myself out of the pool, and pretend to laugh it off. Fast forward like two to three years, Sarah and I are actually friends. <laughs> That's a cold. And uh, so we're friends, and she's at a pool party at my house, and the bitch plays the exact same prank on the guy she had a crush on. I realized maybe that prank wasn't all about me, but actually just our girl Sarah doing anything for the sake of a joke. Alrighty, that's what I got. Feel free to ignore. I love USKG. I'm so glad that our high school, college, and real life selves are better than the people we were in middle school. That's a good prank. Cheers to that. And I stand by that prank. I'm sorry, Amelia. I no, stand that, by that that's, prank. That's, that's fucking funny. That's really good. Uh, that's really good. Uh, that, there's nothing else it's to classic. say. Well, it's actually inspired by a very iconic prank that my parents pulled on my uncle. This is my dad's brother. They went out to dinner like 15 people, like a big, mm. huge table. It was like a big celebration. I don't know what they were celebrating, but they had like a ton of friends there, ran up the drink bill, ran up the food bill, like really went all out. And so my uncle was like, let me go to the bathroom real quick. And so when he went up to the bathroom, the waiter came by to drop the check. And so my dad was like, okay, everyone, let's leave. Everyone get out of the restaurant. Everyone go, 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 go. Like, let's all leave. And so sure enough, like this huge group of people just like completely ghost the restaurant. Yeah. They go outside the restaurant. They're looking in the window. And my uncle comes back to this table totally abandoned. And he's stuck footing like a $1,200 bill or something insane like that. And literally. They were watching him in the window as he was talking to the waiter like, wait a second, I shouldn't have to pay for all of these people. Like, do you have a phone? Can I call somebody? Like, this is before cell phones, right? Like, he was freaking out That's that he good. was going to have to That's solely put this entire That's really bill. Good. And they love to tell that story. And ever since then, I have been... Yeah. abandoning people when they trust me the most that's that's good the because that has high stakes very the, high stakes the pool one is just awkward because then you're just like you're stuck there's there's no good reaction for amelia no. to have no she's just alone because like no. I, i'm trying to put myself like i don't think i would have taken it that hard but i do like keeping like coming out of the water and being like uh uh, uh you guys Come on out. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you do? Well, I also didn't realize that all of us had gone inside. Like, that's pretty cold. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cold. That took, yeah. like, the teamwork of everybody. Yeah, that you. Yeah, this party had to be, like, pretty organized. Again, middle schoolers can be very organized when you need them to be. Yeah. The, like ants. Like ants. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to... Because this is a story of a terrible prank we pulled but it worked for one person okay uh so it was uh my last year as a camper at sleepaway camp um, of course and so how old were you 14 okay two i was afraid you're gonna be like 18 no 14 um uh and uh so you know we we were trying to think of a, a senior prank to pull Classic. and that year at camp every meal there were meatballs just it was a thing that year they got too many meatballs in their order and every meal no matter what it was came with a side of meatballs classic um so we were 14 and bad of thinking of pranks so we're like no what we're gonna do we're gonna sneak in the freezer 
at the, in the middle of the night and just put meatballs everywhere. Just take the meatballs and just all over that's camp. That's good. That's very good. Is it? Uh, no, I I mean animals, but that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in the woods in Maine. Uh, <laughs> so there are a lot of animals. Uh, and uh, everyone just woke up and they're like, all right, what the fuck? Uh, just like <laughs> stepped over the meatballs and like it, it wasn't a good prank. But then we found out that one girl who it was the perfect she was just like the perfect she was like the the summer camp girl that everyone like kind of made fun of and picked on and she invited she like in in our defense she was like that is how she got attention and she was like in on all the jokes that were pulled on her um which i don't know if that's just internalized we don't have to read into it whatever you need to say to yourself yeah uh but uh yeah, we found out that she had slipped on a meatball and <gasps> fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like pretty disappointed with the prank, but when we found out that Gail uh, fell on a you meatball, you nearly like, killed someone. <laughs> it, it, I lit up. I was I'm like, sorry, but how do you not see a fucking meatball? She just like how do you step on it accidentally? Like, slip on a meatball. Amazing, Mamma Mia. Wow, that is a yeah. spicy meatball. Uh, yeah, so there is like a cartoon, like she stepped on the meatball and like oh slid God. down the stairs of the cabin. Uh, that is very funny. So, I know maybe as an adult I should say, oh, you guys are being mean, but no, that's funny. That's funny. That, I that's mean, we funny didn't. We, that's evergreen funny right well, there. Well, also, we didn't pick her out. It <laughs> just <laughs> fell victim. Everybody had meatballs. <laughs> it just happened to be her who fell on it. Uh, well, we have another uh, entry here from Bob who wants to air out some of his feelings about a bully that I think this okay, is a very validating fair. story. Uh So growing up in the suburbs of Kansas City as a little scared gay boy was surprisingly not always the most lovely of times, but some of the constant anxiety of feeling different and not always knowing what that meant was curbed by a neighbor girl who was obsessed with me. Mm -hmm. We would spend our days singing karaoke in her basement. Yes, just like a pill by Pink was my first solo. Very fierce. I love that Uh. for you. (laughs) And letting her do my makeup in her bedroom. This is all as I'm about six or seven years old. And looking back, it's truly one of the last times before I came out that I ever allowed myself to do these girly things without feeling immense shame. Enter Kyle, the neighborhood bully. I mean, absolutely feared by the kids and hated by their parents. Him and his siblings were known to spray down mailboxes and drench everyone's packages. Oh, my God. What a bastard. Yeah. One time he did it when I got like six books shipped from the book fair and I'm still not (gasps) over it. Yeah, that is. Oh, Bob. Very, I would be very upset. It's funny because uh, I could be on either side of this. <laughs> <laughs> but books, Bridget. But books. I love books. books. Uh, it was all the normal asshole kid shit, not letting me join the kick the can, saying I'm out and tag when I'm not, what the fuck, etc. All in all, a total asshole who also would make fun of my chubby tummy and my feminist. Uh, So you can imagine my surprise when I got a text from that neighbor girl today, meaning like the year 2021, as we are catching up after not talking for over a decade. And she says, oh, by the way, did you hear that Kyle went on The Biggest Loser this year and came out? On The Biggest Loser? Gag is in the email. Gag. No joke. And he attached an article that this is very true. This is what happened. He wraps it up by saying, look. We're all on our own journeys with our body and sexuality and all that bullshit wrapped up in both. But honey, this was a moment. I mean, the boy who helped form my own homophobic DNA, here he is, a little queer himself, 
Welcome to the of club. Of course. And the biggest loser, truly my favorite show at age 13 that I have come to loathe with such yeah. deep intensity for all the shit it shoves down our throats. Exactly. Yep. This is turning into a rant, but wow, I just, the asshole that I knew at age six totally tracks that he is on The Biggest Loser. Fuck that show. Fuck that kid. If his adult is anything like mine, then he's nothing like the kid he was, but still, fuck that kid. And Bob, you're right. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid now and always. But yeah, what a classic story that like this kid who's just like picking on everyone yeah, for their body and their sexuality. He's projecting his insecurities on yeah. other people. Cla- and the biggest loser too. To go on that, uh, yeah, you... What a- yeah, I, I feel like there's... I, I I don't know how I feel about that show because I also watched it a lot. toxic health culture. It is, uh, for sure. It, it's still on? Or did he go on it years I think ago? It, no, I think it's still on. That's incredible. To go on it now. Yeah. That's a lot. No yeah, way. that kid has a lot of internalized baggage and uh, fuck him for taking it out on you, Bob. Exactly. And that's what I like about our inbox. If you want to air out feelings about a bully, like Amelia got to air her feelings about me. <laughs> if if we bullied you. <laughs> yeah, call us out. Please let us know. This is a moment of account. Amelia, for what it's worth, I'm sorry. And by the way, shout out to Amelia. She's a teacher and she's been teaching in this pandemic. She's yeah. she's a real hero. Yeah. And also a very easy target if you ever want to pull a prank on her. She's like so gullible. Um, um so <laughs> I got one. Okay. Not of me, but a story that has come to me. Okay. Um, in a vision. In a vision. In a dream. In a no, it was told to me, and I and I do uh want to share it. Speaking of easy targets. Yes. Um this story <laughs> comes to you guys. Uh <laughs> from uh my my lovely boyfriend who uh um, god i thought you were gonna throw up trying I, to say that sentence i uh, i was genuinely like is she gonna say friend or is she gonna say boyfriend i, I can't wait to hear I, you know because it, it just uh i just got permission to tell it so i haven't like wrapped my head around how i was gonna say it and if i was gonna keep it <laughs> anonymous but i can't for the point of the story um he as the last name of gaylord which as you can imagine uh Gave a lot of headaches as a child and probably yeah, still pretty easy one to make fun. It's of. a pretty obvious one. Yeah. Um, but I guess when he he was in middle school, um, he was the only he was new to his middle school. Um, he was the only person in that middle school to ride a bike to school. Mm. Um, so health nut. Yeah, gotta get that. Gotta get that cardio in. Gotta get the cardio in. So I guess it was a slow news day in his uh, middle school, and uh, the newspaper, a kid from the school newspaper, decided to uh, interview him for an article about riding your bike to school. Mm. Uh, classic middle school story fodder. Uh, and that's like page three of the middle school paper. Yes, yeah, not not. It's, a, it's after the folds. But oh no, because this headline front page. <laughs> Uh, cause the, the paper comes out, he's excited to see, you know, he was interviewed. He's, he's, uh, you know, starring in this piece for the middle school paper. He's a new student and, uh, paper drops on hot off the presses on the doorstep that day. And the headline reads, Gaylord rides black giant to school. <laughs> and... According to it's literally the funniest headline. The onion has not made me laugh as hard as this legitimate yeah. middle school paper. Headline. I <laughs> could not believe the story when I heard it. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I had ever heard in my life. Uh, 
poor kid is just devastated by this headline. Uh. And he's reading the article and it kept saying, it referenced him as Gaylord parentheses 10. <laughs> and he is reading it and he's like, they don't even know how old I am. They keep thinking I'm 10. I'm not 10. I'm not a sophomore. I'm not in the 10th grade. These kids are idiots. Yeah. And his parents had to explain to him that, no, that was the year he was going to graduate. Oh, God. Um, yeah. And apparently. I'm, I'm yeah. Lo- I love that that's, that's what he's hung up on and yeah. not like the headline I itself. mean, the headline is, yeah. Pretty spicy. Because they not have said just, you know, even Gaylord writes bike to school sounds mean. Even though that's his name, but, yeah, it just, I mean, it, like as a sentence, it doesn't really. I mean, you grow up with that name, like, makes sense. You know, you grow up with that last name. You you hear every insult to the book. I guess you do by yeah. by a certain age. I mean, it's, it's quite literally the fake name and meet the parents. Yeah, um, yeah. You, by you know, by the time you reach middle school, you've heard every joke. True for the most part, but then yeah, apparently this kid didn't even know what he was writing. But what was no, the, what was the brand of bike? Black Demon Giant. <laughs> Um, the fact that no supervisor stopped come that on, headline on. Uh, just feels a little cruel. And like oh. he was like, yeah, by that point, I thought I was over, you know, any name you could call me like, uh, you know, it was done. I heard it all and it didn't affect me anymore. And then that came out. And that's just a big that's a big. That's, yeah, that's you can't follow that one. Well, yeah. uh, I think I can follow this one from Sydney who wrote in. Uh, she prefaces by saying this one still gives me night sweats, which I that's did what have, we love. I did have a lot of uh, messages start with like, God, I've never told anybody this. <laughs> that's what we love. That's what we want to hear on this which podcast. That is how we are mining and exploiting mm-hmm. our, our fans. We love so much. Um, we appreciate okay. all of you, but it feels good to get this stuff out. <laughs> it there. does. It truly does. So Sydney says, I was a theater kid in high school. No surprise there. My senior year, the school decided to put on an anti-drunk driving presentation. They got a crash car and everything and put Mm -hmm. it on the football field. The entire school, about 2,500 kids and staff had to attend. Me and this group of other theater kids were told to improvise being freaked out that our friend drove drunk and crashed and was being taken away in an ambulance. Our lucky friend got to play. You know what's funny? Just quick aside, my school never did anything like this. Oh, we had so many of these. Like every year... There was like a, a <laughs> this is so bad. This is not a good way to teach anyone that drinking is bad, but there was like a drunk bus that came around. They always showed like there you was- You get on the bus and drink a lot? Yeah. It was a party we did bus. that in Vegas. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, you put on like beer goggles. Oh, I've heard of these. Yeah. And they like obfuscate your vision to make it feel like you're drunk, but it's just yeah, like I a feel fun like, house I mirror. I feel like a performing and fine arts school must have been like, I mean, we can't tell these kids not to drink. <laughs> I mean, come on. They're literally doing edibles in school. Like, what are we going to yeah. do? And everyone was just like, yeah, it was really cool to walk through the bus with the drum- with the beer goggles on. Oh, my God. It didn't help. Yeah, no. They they were like, these kids, they need they need to, honestly, yeah. if anything. Uh, so our lucky friend got to play that part of the kid but, who had crashed and yeah. got cool special effects makeups to look all bruised and bloody and got pulled out the stretcher and everything. Meanwhile, the grieving friends... We were all mic'd up so the audience could hear us in our award-winning acting, which she says, absolutely lame high school improv skills. True. What I didn't realize is that they only turned on my microphone, no one else's. On purpose? I don't know. (laughs) In the moment, I thought the entire group of us were being heard on the football field loudspeakers. (laughs) 
So I was really giving my best performance totally in the moment, absolutely selling the shit uh, out of the scene, fake crying, freaking out about how our friend lost her arm, wailing that she wouldn't have driven drunk because this isn't worth it, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Class resumes, and I find out only my mic was on. Uh, so the thousands of mean Chicago North Shore High School students had a front row seat to only my voice. For 90 minutes. North Shore High School is the high school for mean girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> wow. This is really <laughs> painting an image here. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and had such a gleeful time making fun of me for it. Everywhere I went the rest of the week, I couldn't <laughs> escape someone oh. shouting, but where's her arm? <laughs> At me in the hallways or every single class is uh, absolutely mortifying. But if where's I, her <laughs> arm? If I had gone to my ten-year reunion, I bet people would have shouted that at me. I legitimately have a fear of microphones because of it, but I love karaoke, so that's a fun thing for my anxiety to wrestle with. Uh, <laughs> but where's her arm? The first time I read this, and she said only her microphone was on, I fully gasped. Yeah, because I knew. That's so That's bad. That's awful. That's awful. And also the improv line, but where's her arm? I'm just picturing because like I, I know a lot of people in Chicago and like that kind of Chicago land area yeah. and like the Midwest and I'm legit picturing people like, oh my gosh, she got drunk and crashed her car. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is such a disaster. You went Irish for a little bit. They're Irish. That's the thing. That accent is like Irish Catholic. It's, okay. it's, it's like Irish Catholic and then kind of Canadian because they'll say like- right. They won't say like a boot, but it sounds pseudo-Canadian because uh, they are close to Canada. Oh. Listen, I went to school at St. Louis University. I've heard of a lot of Midwest accents in my <laughs> lifetime. Let me tell you something about the Midwest, okay? That is, oh, but where's Don't that? put ketchup on your hot dog or I swear to God, I'll beat your ass. They would never say beat your ass. That's that's from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that's straight Texas. But where's her arm is so funny. Oh where's my. her arm? That is so funny. That, oh my god. Yeah, I, I would have I would have joined it. That's really funny. So oh. mean they mic'd everybody, but only like, oh my god, it yeah. was in the audio booth. Like, Jesus. I terrible. don't understand if that was a mistake or on purpose, but that is so funny. Can I tell I'll, a quick story? Yeah. An embarrassing thing that actually happened to my sister. Mm. So she's two years younger than me, and so sometimes like um, like in middle school we overlapped i was in eighth grade she was in sixth grade she was on the dance team i'm i did not do dance at all in middle school like i can't say that enough i yeah. was never ever anywhere near not the a dance dancer team. and so there was the homecoming football game everybody was there obviously mm -hmm. and the dancers including my sister went out into the field for like a halftime thing whatever and then they got on the microphone and i think it was actually one of my friends who said this because it must have been an eighth grade student announcing, like, we were the upperclassmen of middle school, right. so we had those privileges. Um, and she was announcing, like, you know, special awards, like, the eighth grade dancer of the year is blah, blah, blah. The seventh grade dancer right. of the year is yada, yada. And it was like, and for the sixth grade dancer of the year, we are giving that award to Sarah Griffith. They said my name instead of my sister's name. Oh. So she was ruined on the field. But of course, I yeah. in the stands immediately Amazing. stood up and was like, yes, <laughs> I did it, everybody. Amazing. The I, I think the entire school was laughing and clapping about it. Like they were like, he all right. And my sister has never forgotten it. I think it actually sure. was a traumatic day I'm for sure. her. I can imagine either like my brother and I in either of those roles. Uh, and just one of us soaking it in, and the and other her, one. her name doesn't even sound like Sarah. Sarah I yeah. think just like whoever read it just saw Griffith and was like, it, "Oh, Sarah Griffith." That's 
Perfect. Yeah, Good for it, you. it absolutely ruined her goddamn yeah. day and year. But to everyone else, it was a huge laugh. Yeah. I wonder, I'm, I'm like just, th- I know you didn't have them, but I'm just thinking about those like drunk driving demonstrations <laughs> that go on in, in middle schools and high schools across America. It would be America. weird if I like popped into a high school and was like, hey, I never got to do this. Can I just, I don't. I look like a high schooler. I'm not going to be weird. Look, I, I don't know if it's bad or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn. No one ever taught me. So I'm hammered behind the wheel all the time. <laughs> all the time. I don't know. I, I don't know. No one got ju- to me. Someone just told me it was bad. Um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I remember one of the things they would do in my high school was they would choose certain kids who were like, I think like statistically the amount of people who died by drunk driving, they like narrowed that down to our school Oh my God. and they would like tag people like <gasps> you're a ghost today, you're a ghost today. And they would have to wear all black and they would get their face painted and they couldn't like say anything in class what or the they wouldn't fuck? go to class. They were ghosted out for the day and you like wouldn't see your friends. And it was awful, but everyone, and it was random, and everyone wanted to be a ghost. Oh, I of meant, like, course. I mean, duh. It was like, the but that only- is a fucking deep. They were serious about not drinking and driving. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't want us to do it. <laughs> they, were mad to do. they were mad. To- <laughs> Holy um, fuck. I mean, listen. They were mad. Da, 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 and, uh, you and, can't say it enough. Don't drink and drive, of course. We and don't. sad. Da, da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were sad. Well, not in Florida. You had sun all year round. No, students against drunk driving. Oh, see, I didn't even have that at my you, school. Uh, they were so. just all for it. Again, an art school, they must have been like, okay, let's just be real with one another here. <laughs> they're artists. You really think they're not going to drink? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the Tatas is like, why don't I ever get picked to be a ghost? No, we would have, we would have, um, honestly, we would have like what we called spotlight performances mm-hmm. where like the dance department, like they would do like 30 minutes of their concert or, you know, you would see the first act of the All School Musical. And then sometimes we had guest artists come in and we saw like a great one man show. Um, Matthew Shepard's mom came and spoke to our school, which that oh. was actually really exciting. And that mm-hmm. was like, that was a very genuinely cool experience. I'm not going to make fun of it. Um, but yeah, our like in the middle of like our assemblies were like watch this jazz trio for oh, 30 yeah. minutes and do edibles and just relax kids the only time i was in a play that got produced and not cut <laughs> uh, brutal yeah it was in middle school and it was one of those like uh don't do drugs kids plays with horrifying horrifying stories that stick in your head for years and i still remember all of them that is so funny truly chilling and i was the um I played the, they didn't give me an actual role. They gave me the like host announcer who like. Oh, you're the MC of the I, drunk I was, driving event. I was the MC. It was. Uh, of the yeah. drunk driving variety dr- hour. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and which was terrible timing because Anchorman had just come out. Brother. Yes. Had just come out. So I, I, and I'm blanking on the lie now, but I'm sure if I think about it, I'll have it like by the end of this episode. But yeah. so with the play started and I was like, Anchorman just comes out. Any all anyone is saying is Anchorman. Oh quotes. yeah, that's like the only language anyone speaks it is anymore. So deeply a part of my vernacular to this day yeah. that I don't even realize that I'm doing it when I'm quoting Anchorman. Right, and so I quoted it, and I think I said, um, I, I said one of the San Diego lines, and one of and we had one of my friends who was also in the play stand up in the audience and goes, "Damn it, who put that? Who put a question mark at the end of the teleprompter?" Nice. Uh, yeah, I ended the 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 monologue with the teleprompter. Nice <laughs> with the with the question. And my friend stood up and uh, did that line. And uh, yeah, the play got pulled immediately. They stopped. Yeah, and- I-, I was just thinking like, it's funny that all of these like d- anti-drunk driving things were like student 
Like the student drama club would do it. But of yeah. course, like our theater department is like, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. We're not going to have our kids. Like, yeah. no way we would no have taken that No one pulled out seriously. a red ribbon out of their pocket to symbolize that they were oh dead. Oh, my God. Wearing all black. Wearing all black. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, my that was the peak of my acting career. Well, um, speaking of yours, do you, I mean, I know you're sitting next to your diary. I do have my diary. I was thinking about, okay, so I have some entries here just to like paint a portrait of, um, I guess my bitchy middle school self. I just found this mm. selection that sounds so comically like a 13 year old girl that I kind of wanted to share it because it's like, it could not be more stereotypical. And actually I, I've, and I'll get into this later, but I've had like genuine reason to get nostalgic about middle school this week. Okay. And I know like Gen Z uh, is like getting into like early aughts fashion and culture Which is and trending. And I was looking, insane. I was looking back on the photos from middle school and I was like, there's honestly, nothing here. There's nothing. Here. Well, I was thinking, Gen Z, you'll never be this. You'll, you'll ne never know how fun this era really was like. You're so poisoned by like social media, which I'm sorry, like truly, it's not your fault, of course. You know, we're all victims of circumstance, but like you'll never know. You will never know. The yeah. flip phones, the Nokia brick phones. Yeah. Like I, looking through the photos, I was like, wow, this is literally what people are saying is trendy now. And yeah. these are photos from like over a decade ago, like going on 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I don't understand what fashion you'd want to replicate from that era. Honestly, I don't think they understand that the big reason why we moved away from that fashion was because one, it hurt, and two, you had to be a hundred pounds to wear it. Hurt. it. And look, it I, hurt. I was a nothing of a child, and uh, it it my body was still awkward. It didn't look good. Yeah, like <laughs> it didn't like. But here's the thing: they have the advantage of knowledge. Like they right. they know. So they know going it, yeah. back. Like I was because I'm sure as much as I'm into '70s fashion. Like my mom, who was like the right. age appropriate time, must be like, why the fuck are you putting curlers in your hair? That's true. When we have actual heating, like you know, so that's true. It's all I, relative. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm sorry. If you're a young person, want listening to this, you'll never have what we have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you but don't you really want it. I'm gonna be honest. You can wear your juicy couture tracksuit all you want, but you'll never have a fake Dooney and Burke bag from <laughs> you know your neighborhood Chinatown or outlet mall. So yeah, you'll never you'll beg never your know. parents for Abercrombie and Fitch clothes. You'll you'll never have a coach wristlet. Did you <laughs> oh, have one? No. Oh. I, I didn't did. wear. I didn't. I didn't wear. Jewelry. I had a coach wristlet. I, I think I put my pencils in there and my lip balm. Oh, now I know what you're like talking the about. Little ones. The little yeah, Okay, I thought you. I heard wristlet and I thought bracelet. Um, no, no, no. That's something different. I'll I, explain later. I. I did. I did have. Um, yeah, I did have a fake one, and then it attached to when I started driving. It was on my keys, and that's where I kept like. Oh, that's that's my, cunty. Can I say? Is very that, cunty of you. Okay, that's just what everyone did. Yeah, uh, it was no, but that's that's the look. But that's like where I kept my money because I also like all twenty six dollars. All twenty, yeah, the twenty dollars <laughs> that I needed to get like and like your lunch card or student ID or like whatever. The exactly, fuck. like my driver's license and the twenty dollar bill that I found on the floor or yeah. something uh, that your parents gave you one time once and you've held on to for like three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah that. <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah. That's where i kept it because i also uh never and still to this day rarely carry a purse uh so true uh so that's where my things were yes um so yeah this is a very very earnest and very like comical portrait of this time this is an entry from tuesday it was a purple day at school we had alternating red and purple days because we were the purple pups wait 
like you had to wear red no, or purple? No, 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 no. We just named them. Oh, so is we, that like your schedule? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So we did like um, four classes one day, a different four right, class, okay. that kind of thing. So you. it was a red day, a purple day, a red gotcha. day, a purple day. Um, so this is from December 14th, 2004. It starts with this. Okay, period. So today, we went to Bookstop in P2, L. Diablo class. Whoever I had for period two, did I did not like, like it. Fuck them. I got, and these are book titles, so they're underlined. Knocked out by my Nunga Nungas. Do you remember Angus Thongs and Full Friends yes. Slogging? This was a sequel. Oh, did you ever watch that movie? And fuck no. Oh, you gotta watch the movie. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So I got those books. Um, and an iced caramel frappuccino. Oh, oh, God. And vanilla puke. mints. By the way, this is when the this must have been like the first day the iced caramel frappuccino was sold. Yeah, so long it ago. must have been. That sounds so gross. Also, in P four. By the way, where did I get a Starbucks drink in the middle of my middle school day? Yeah, you were that bitch that day. Maybe, maybe we had a field trip to the bookstore. That's what it sounds like. Is Bookstop a bookstore? It is. Oh, okay. It's a unfortunately departed mm. store in yeah. Houston, but yeah, we must we must have. And so, of course, we all got back to middle. And also, I went to a private. No, I went to a public middle school, but we wore uniforms. Yeah, um, my public middle school also. Okay, I think that's school, pretty common. We had yeah, uniforms. Yeah. Uh, so also in P four study lab, uh, there was a sub and her phone rang. She talked the entire time. That's the end of the entry. Wednesday. I mean, fuck her though. <laughs> this is just at her job. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, this is me as a substitute, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, March sixteenth. Okay. So there's this huge mofo of a battle between <laughs> Rachel. It doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm going to name their first and last names. I'm sorry. Because you have to hear these names. There's a huge mofo of a battle between Rachel Summers and Lauren Hunt. <laughs> like what perfect names. Great names. They sound popular. They were. Okay. So apparently, parentheses, I don't know the details. Lauren said something behind Rachel's back. Then Rachel made up a nasty rumor about Lauren, and yesterday Lauren was crying. Oh, my God. Mr. B made them sit together, but no talk between the two. Oh, and I finally discovered the gorgeous twins in seventh grade named Charlie and David. How, what grade are you in? I'm in sixth. Okay. David's an asshole, but Charlie is sweet and hot. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a what a twelve or thirteen year old girl. Here's entry the thing: that because is. I was reading that Angus, because that book is written like a diary, yes. if you recall. Yeah. And so I think I was trying to emulate that Probably. in my yeah. own writing. I but, did. I had. I had not been my author's voice at this time. Right. You're just spilling the tea here. Exactly. Also, Mr. And this is very cold tea. <laughs> also, Mr. B. Mr. Bordelon uh, does not understand how social dynamics work, and I do feel bad for like. Uh, he, male. He, give him, he was a middle-aged man trying to squash beef between yeah, six great I, girls. I, feel like, I mean, there was no right answer. I feel like middle, like men should not go anywhere near middle school girls. Drama. Drama. Yeah. It, in, maybe in general, but... Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, but uh, yeah, especially drama, because like, there's just, you can't take that heat. You're a grown man. You can't take that heat. You got to step away. Making them sit together in silence is just, you're just letting tension boil. Yeah. You're just letting a tea kettle 
just sit over an open flame. Yeah, I think maybe he was thinking like, you know, if I could like get them to sit together, maybe they'll start talking and like maybe it's not that big of a deal. But didn't you say you told them not to talk or they just chose not to no, talk? No, so Lauren started crying and Mr. B made them sit together, but no talk between the two. I don't know. Oh, I, okay. That's, I'm sorry. The, 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 yeah. the, the ancient text I'm reading does not expand. Yeah, we as historians have to put that together. The Rosetta Stone hasn't <laughs> translated. Hasn't translated We that are yet. technically in the Old Testament of my... <laughs> of your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a final sentence here, though. Um, yeah. Cole, parentheses, hate him, is starting to be nice. Oh. Is he plotting something? <laughs> plotting something. And then I finish by saying, oh, well, he's got two friends and I have two million friends. Suck it. <laughs> I do not know what my beef was with Cole. I literally have no idea. He has two friends. I have two million uh, and I like that the 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 drama, the heightened drama. He's Suck plotting it. some. Well, no, of uh, he's plotting something. He's plotting something. And can I be honest though? Like I still talk that way. Yeah, this is exactly him as a person. You've never you've never mellowed out. Like oh well, well he's got two friends and I have two million. So mm. I this uh, speaking of just like heightening drama. This is something that like popped in. I, I wasn't. This just popped into my head. I've been thinking about it a lot this week for some reason. Uh, we have said the show is like repressed therapy like let's yeah, bring these is. back to the surface it is i've been thinking about this a lot the past couple of weeks i i didn't think i was going to say it on the show but i remember when i was in elementary school so this must have been like fourth or fifth grade there was a pe teacher mrs perez and she was like the mean pe teacher if you can remember her name yeah pretty yeah bad she was mean like no one liked her she like clearly hated children is what i remember because she yes. was just like like by the time we got there she was fed up with us yeah, some now that I have yeah. adult logic looking back, some people really shouldn't be yeah, like, like full-time it was, around it was kids. Clear she if you like can't emotionally and mentally handle it. Yeah, like she I mean, was, I can't. That's why I don't. You I know? mean, being a teacher is a hard job. For sure. And I'm sure you get fed up, but it always seemed like every time we walked in there, no matter what time, like she already had it with us. But uh I remember in my like dramatic, you know, whatever, how like 10, 11 year old, nine year old brain, she had it out for me. Yeah. And I remember, and I complained about it. And I like told my parents, and I'd always complain about it. And they were like, "All right, well, if it's that bad, let's have a meeting with her and the principal and yeah. you and us." And I remember getting there and being like, "Yeah, you're really like you 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 like telling us like yeah, you solo me out, you make me run when like everybody's talking, and then it's always me who has to do it." And I'm right. like, "I'm sure I was being a shit," but then I remember I will never forget her being like. Do you think I like go home and think about you and think <gasps> about how I hate you or something? Like I don't care. And I remember that was the thing. And I was like, in my head, it was like because now I'm saying it out loud, and I'm like, oh, maybe she is a bitch. Because I was thinking, this my jaw is on the floor. Uh, I cannot believe she would say even anything I close mean, to that. Everybody was right. She's like, no, I don't hate you. Like just like I don't think about you. it. Was very much Don. Tra there's a there's a Mad Men quote of like. Uh, someone go like Pete Campbell. Oh yeah, I don't even think about you. Yeah, like yeah. saying like you know like hates Don and it's like funny. I don't think about you. Yeah, and it was very much that she did to me, and she was probably right. She's like absolutely. Yeah, there's right. a nicer way to say that to a but, child. But there was a nicer way to say that to a child. But in my head, I into this day, I feel very stupid for like bringing uh, her into this meeting well, yeah because she said it in such a bitchy way yeah but she was also right like i'm I, like cause this whole drama because i'm like this teacher is being mean and she's like no i'm mean to everybody i just don't care about you well i guess good for her for being yeah. very honest and sticking to her truth yeah but um yeah i do want to get to this story before we wrap up because yeah. this is truly um i don't want to get too dramatic but i think this is one of the worst 
stories I know I've personally ever heard, and this might be in the top 10. Is this a mailbag? This is from the mailbag. All uh, right. I will say the person who sent this to me, Emily, she um, prefaced this by saying, uh, this story is so humiliating and haunts me so deeply that I have only ever told it to my immediate family members and my husband. But it's been 17 years and maybe it's finally time for me to share my shame for the greater good. So readers, listeners, friends, foes, let's <laughs> let's let's give let's Emily come together for let's Emily. give Emily some space All right. for this story. So I grew up doing competitive dance, tap, jazz, ballet, lyrical, musical, theater, modern, you get it. All of it. And when I was 13, my dance studio competed in, quote, nationals. Note, you don't have to do anything but pay money to qualify for these nationals. At New York City Dance Alliance, NYCDA. Big Apple, baby. <laughs> Being a small-time group from Kentucky, NYCDA was a big deal for us. I believe we only ever went to this particular competition twice, which to this day are the only two times I've ever been to New York. So the competition itself doesn't matter. The only things I really remember are, one, we stayed at the Waldorf Astoria. Which, oh. Yeah, and she says, which was BFD because my parents were cheap. I was like, yeah. But they fucking splurged on this one, baby. Yeah. And then two, and I literally, okay, two, we def bought some sketchy fake Kate Spade backpacks on Canal you Street. You have to. And I literally, the you first time I went to. to New York, I bought a fake Kate Spade bag on Canal Street. Emily, my number one bitch. Exactly. <laughs> if you are not a preteen rocking a fake designer bag. Yeah. You're not it. You're not. This is what we we need to like have a podcast of like Gen Z. If you really wanted the early odds yeah, fashion, everything fake. We'll tell you. We'll fucking tell you. Yeah. Okay. So cut to the flight home. We've just had a great NYC trip. I'm sure we did mediocre at best of the competition, but I'm riding high. On the flight is me, my mom, and my little sister. As we've all buckled in and prepared for takeoff, my stomach rumbles and I realize I need to go. Oh. And I need to go number two. Oh. And I needed to go yesterday. <laughs> But the fastened seatbelt light had come on, and being the goody two-shoes I am, I didn't want to get up and go to the restroom. No, you can make the plane crash. By the way, I just want to say, she says this later, but she's 13 years old in the story. Oh. So I ding the bell and call the flight attendant over and ask if I can go. And she says, no, we're about to take off. And I say, it's an emergency. And she says, it doesn't matter. We can't have movement in the cabin during takeoff. So I'm like, okay, I can hold it until we're in the air. Well, no one's surprised. I could not hold it. <laughs> As we are taking off, I shit my pants, and I shit them bad. This was not a solid poop, my friend, <laughs> but rather diarrhea. <laughs> Bridget oh, <no>. is <laughs> fully collapsed. <laughs> On a plane. And it's coming hot. Oh, no. And it's coming fast. Oh, God, body horror. And I can't do a damn thing about it. Nope. So there I am, sitting in my own wet <laughs> shit, just letting it flow. Oh. And it was so bad that some of it literally trickled out the back of my airplane seat down the back Ooh. of the seat. I will say, in baby terms, we call that a blowout. <laughs> to this day, I do not know if any of it got on the person behind me. I was too mortified to look or ask, but dear Lord, I am sorry to that person. <laughs> I can still smell it today. If that person did not have touched my shit, they certainly smelled it. The whole goddamn plane smelt it. <laughs> and this was the beginning of the flight. Oh, so the smell no. is so bad that the flight attendant comes over and my mom starts screaming at her, which is right, yeah. that why didn't she let me go to the bathroom when I said it was an emergency and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. I have honestly blocked most of this part out because I was 13 and mortified. But basically, there was nothing we could do except use paper towels and other items of clothing we had with us to try to sop the shit up from around me. And but that's like a three-hour flight? Kentucky, New York. I think it's like two, but... 
Oof. It's longer than five fucking minutes, which yeah, is it's, it's too longer long. than zero it's, seconds, which is what it should have been. It's too long to be sitting in your own poo. But we, and by we, I mean everyone on the plane just had to sit with it for the rest of the flight. We were flying to Cincinnati. Okay, so it wasn't okay. a long flight, but it was also super short, like two plus hours. God bless everyone on the plane for not saying anything to me. So we finally land, and I'm basically a puddle of shit and emotions at this point, which seriously, it, this is where the story turned from that's, like that's, funny to like, God, I truly feel sorry for that's you. This title, is, that's title of an album, really, <laughs> puddle of shit and emotions. Seriously, my mom makes a decision for us to wait until everyone else is deplaned. So yes, everyone behind me had to walk past and put a face to the shit smell. Mm. I was in the aisle seats. So there was no way to avoid it. And finally, everyone is off. I go to the bathroom and tie my mom's extra zip hoodie she had yeah. around my waist. But then I just have to waddle off the plane in shit-stained pants because we did not have extra pants handy through the airport, waiting at baggage claim and to the car. I believe I sat in the car with no pants, clean underwear from the suitcase for mm-hmm. an hour and a half ride home. Oh, so that's that. One of my wh- crowning humiliation. She just wants you to know she does not have IBS and no one else got sick. Oh, but I have never shit my pants at another time in my life. It was truly disgusting and to this day. I still can't talk about it, but here I am sharing with this podcast do with my diary of what you will. Emily. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, if it, one of my earliest memories, if it makes you feel any better is I, I was very young at this point, but I, I threw up like right in the beginning of a flight all over myself. And, oh yeah. That's a classic. And, uh, one of my earliest memories is, uh, having to stop. There was like a Disney store or something in the airport and mm. my mom having to stop and I got Winnie the Pooh overalls and I had to walk through the airport like a like little Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn, <laughs> just no shirt. I'm picturing like a yellow, it like was a, a bright Winnie, yellow. Well, no, it wasn't like Winnie. It had like Winnie the Pooh embroidered on the front of it. Wait, how old were you? Because I may have had these overalls. Um, I was young. I, I was like under I, eight. Yeah. So, I swear to God I had these overalls. Yeah, maybe. Because I was like a little Tom Sawyer, no shirt, no shoes or socks, just walking through the airport. Like that's that's Florida, baby. Yeah. You get in yeah. the swamp, get some gators. Yeah. No, I it was not. Yeah. I'm going to get a shrimp. I was, yeah, in the Fort Lauderdale airport. So I was like right at home. Uh, <laughs> so you were fitting in. I was fitting in. Yeah. But oh, oh yeah. Having to sit in that in a, in a flight. Oh, uh, girl. There's nothing you can do and about 13 that. 13 is such a raw age raw already. Age. And yeah, you're taking like, that hard. Here's the, and I don't need to say this. It's too old, right, to be like having accidents in public. Right. But it's also But like, that's why they're accidents. It just strikes yeah. it. But you're but you're not old enough to have dignity about it, which no. not that anyone could have dignity about no, it. No, you shit your but pants. But like if an older person did it, maybe you could say, Oh, they might be sick. Right. You know what I mean? It may be like, oh. It's still embarrassing. Like, it's still embarrassing you're, you're me wrong. But yeah. It's, but it's kind of like the older you get, like, I very rarely have a slip and fall, but sometimes when I do, I'm now at the age where it's not funny. It's like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Which is like <laughs> at least a little bit dignified yeah. versus the just outright laugh. Yeah. I mean, it's a, are you okay? And then it's a laugh once you're okay. But you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, you check. With age, there comes a little bit of dignity and a little bit of yeah, respect. Like, 13 I, is like the lowest say, point I, of life. I fell in with a ball and everyone just immediately laughed. No one checked if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you broke your elbow? Was everyone like, look at this fucking asshole? Okay, no, they did check on me. <laughs> well, I mean, you did break an elbow. They I should've. Bro- they should have. Also, when I rolled over and revealed my elbow and it was a you. <laughs> Uh, it was pretty clear that uh, I was probably not okay, despite me saying, don't worry, I'm okay. Wow. <laughs> despite me cranking my elbow to pop it back. 
<laughs> and then my vision immediately, like, then I started flop sweating and my vision went blurry and I Your heard Your first mistake was looking ear. at the injury. You should have never acknowledged it. Oh, I didn't it. want to. I was laying on my elbow for the longest time and everyone's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, you know what? I, I was still in shock. So I was yeah, like, you- yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, all right. And then I rolled over yeah. and revealed my arm and looked at it. And everyone's like, <gasps> like there was an audible gash throughout the climbing gym. And yeah. I was like, no, it's, I still didn't want to draw attention to myself. So I was like, it's fine. So I but at s- least you didn't squirt your pants on a flight. Yeah, I didn't squirt my pants on Emily, a flight. Emily, thank you for that story. Yeah. I hope you are, you, you have the confidence and knowledge that we have heard worse actually on this show. <laughs> Yeah, people poop their but pants. But I do, I do say, I think that's a top 10. If, if I think that might be yeah. a top 10 for me. If you're a listener to Rough Stuff, you know people poop their pants. They certainly do. Uh, uh, well, I kind of want to close the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said earlier, I, like, I've had a very real reason to get nostalgic about middle school lately. Right. And uh, that's because one of like my most beloved and mm. most treasured teachers uh, passed away a oh. couple days ago. Sorry. Um, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about this time and mm-hmm. like who this person was and what this was about, because I realize I've not talked about it on the show, even though this is like literally like all of my middle school memories. So, um, my middle school was known, like known right. for our debate mm-hmm. team. Like we didn't have like, it wasn't like the football team who were like state champs, not the right. baseball, like fuck that. We had sports, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Our debate team, the Lanier Middle School debate team, okay. were the undefeated national middle school debate yeah. champions year after year after year after year. Hell yeah. We were undefeated at every tournament we went to. Master we, debaters. And they said that at school. Of like, course. I had te- the, the classic joke. The teachers I loved the most would call us master debaters. Yeah. It's and funny. that's how we knew they were fucking cool. Yeah. And this debate team and this debate class was held by Mr. Jim Henley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Henley was five foot two. He was bald. Um, there was an article written about him in like 2006 that kind of described him, his personality and his looks like a bulldog. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see that a little bit. <laughs> um, he was my, like, he was like our middle school height. Yeah. So he was like amongst us all. Right. But in that same article that described him like a bulldog, he also described Mr. Henley as Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. Oh. And that's exactly the teacher he was. He was very he oh, wasn't captain about, like, my captain. Exactly. He wasn't about like grades and curriculum and right. structure. It was all about like truly building confidence, enriching students. Mm-hmm introducing young people to like politics and what current what teaching is about unlike the opposite of that PE teacher right yeah. exactly like, like he like encouraged us to speak up about like well how do you feel about this topic and like what do you yeah. think this has been in the news so like how are we thinking like yeah what's that thought here's an article from the washington post i want you to read like he was very right. much like not telling you what to think but how to think exactly yeah. perfect yeah. way to put it um there he was you know, I, like maybe strict but fair. One of those teachers right. were like, "You respected." He it. put yeah. the fear in God in me a couple times. Yeah. Like seriously, the talking mm-hmm. twos that I received from him, I'll never forget those talking okay. twos. Um, he had his classroom was like we kind of like ancillary buildings. I think mm-hmm. in the south, this is more common where you just have like a the like trailers, tea, the temp, yeah, the yeah. tea buildings, yeah, like yeah. what we call them. And they some, were trailers. Yeah. They were trailers, and yeah. so sometimes, like when a student was like really riled up, is like full of energy, Mr. Henley would be like, "Just take a lap." Go and oh, take a yeah. lap. And so they would have to yeah. run around the T buildings as like the rest of the lesson was going yeah. on. Um, they were like, 
there you know no food or drink class right so sometimes like there was this kid marcel he was eating a lollipop one day and mr henley like mid talking about something he ripped the lollipop out of this kid's mouth and threw it out the door and kept talking and it was like funny like it, yeah. it wasn't aggressive it was like a funny thing yeah and then <laughs> Marcel had two of the same lollipops. So we just put the other one in. And like midway through talking, Mr. Henley looks like, I thought I threw that one out already. <laughs> and Marcel was like, I had another one. He was like, are you kidding me? And Marcel, like without instruction, stood up, went to the door, threw the lollipop outside with the other one and sat back down. Amazing. Like we're talking about how like middle schoolers can be organized when they need to be. Right. Like we knew to like, for as much as we wanted to fuck off and be dickheads in that class, right. like we knew like you when it was time it, yeah. to toe the line. Um, but there was a story. So, you know, as he's passed and we're kind of sharing these stories yeah. and he had pieces written about him. Um, there was one thing that came to mind that I had forgotten about, but I remembered and I wanted to share the story because it's just like the fucking coolest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. I wasn't even there for it, but it's such a legendary story. So because we were undefeated, Every time we went to a debate tournament, mm-hmm. there was always drama because, yeah. and here's the thing about us. Mr. Henley made us wear business suits yeah. to these debate tournaments. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. We would carry briefs with articles for our like extemporaneous speaking. And there's another debate where you have to like, in 90 minutes, create an argument. Right. So this is pre-smartphone. This is pre-laptops, like right. pre-Wi-Fi, really. So we would have to bring in boxes. Just like research. Like yeah. literally briefs like yeah. we walked in with briefs and that must have been f- such a fucking sight like this squad of like little old, business people no literally it was like jim henley esquire and we're all his little junior associates yeah. <laughs> keep in mind he's like the same height as us right and we're walking in with like full business Amazing. attire brief i imagine a flying v kind of situation no, literally and my mom pointed out she was like that must be the most intimidating thing for yeah. other schools to see in the world that everyone is showing up like Right. Third act, L Woods, like fully prepared. And, you know, the thing was like the iPod, like you have one in and the other friend has the other yeah, earpod. Yeah. Again, this is what I'm saying. Like Gen Z will never know that. Never. They'll never know that. They can't do that with AirPods. They don't know that intimacy. Yeah. So the drama was, though, was that like really the only way to beat one of us mm-hmm. was to disqualify one of us. So like parent chaperones from other schools, teachers from other schools, they would they would go to judge and be like, well, the linear middle school team, um, they were talking like five minutes in the classroom before, because it's normally hosted at Oh, they're just trying school. to call you Li- out for Literally like, any reason whatsoever. Like, BS well, they, they had their cell yeah. phone on their desk the entire yeah. time during the tournament. Like, well, it's like, well, did the cell phone go off? Were they using it? Like, well, no, but that's unprofessional. Like, they would yeah. literally try to knock us. And so one year, I wasn't there for this, but again, iconic, legendary story. Mm-hmm. Nationals was hosted in San Antonio. Easy yeah. for us. Like, that was fucking always okay. good when Nationals is in your own state. Home court, yeah. Exactly. So uh, at the end, if you've never done like speech, debate, forensics, whatever you want to call it, um, basically when they post who's moving on to the next round, Mm -hmm. they also post what's called your ballot. And that's basically where the judge marks, it's dance 10 looks three, you get your feedback and you know, you advance whatever. So our team was advancing because kind of like Tom Brady, like, yeah, Tom Brady fucking sucks, but he did win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you yeah, can't he, deny he, that he's yeah. won yeah. a lot of Super Bowls. You know, yeah, he's like very more, good at football, yes. <laughs> but we don't suck like Tom Brady sucks. But it was one of those circumstances yeah. where, like, we had to keep winning because genuinely we were good. Right. But the ballots we were receiving were, like, really harsh. Yeah. Like, really nitpicky. Like, you're tight. Like, you weren't right. tucked in. There was one that was, like, you kept referring to President Bush as just Bush. You need to have a proper title. 
And right. keep in mind, these are kids who are like 11, 12, 13 years old. Right. And they're getting these really harsh critiques. And so yeah. some of the students were like, dude, we're really getting like dogged on here. And so some of the students were like smart and like wipe, swipe the ballots from other schools to see what their feedback was. And of course their feedback was like, you did such an amazing job speaking uh, and you yeah. maintain eye contact. Thank you so much. Yeah. You were great. So they went to Mr. Henley with this and he was like, and I've heard him give the speech a thousand fucking times where he basically would have to go student to student and he would say, look, they're really on our case because everybody wants to beat the undefeated team. Don't let this get under your skin. Don't internalize these comments. Because I, right. knowing my team, I know tears were shed. I know yeah. people, we cared a lot. Like we wanted to win. Yeah. We wanted to do well. We wanted to do right by Mr. Henley. And like these mean comments and these like really hypercritical comments. Right. Were, obviously. And again, like I saw it happen all the time at our tournaments. It gets under your skin. And yeah, you know, so anyway, he would just basically go around to students and sometimes on an individual basis have to say like, look, don't let this. Chill out. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck this. Yeah. You keep doing what you're doing. You're great. You've worked hard. I've right. seen you work hard. You've got this. Mm -hmm. Just power forward. So we end up winning nationals. No fucking shit. Because mm -hmm. we're the goddamn best fucking debate team in the fucking world. Uh, but it was a victory that was like, we won, but like everyone is giving us the eye. Right. The judges really didn't say anything super nice. Yeah. It was just kind of a weird win. Yeah. So they were all loading up buses in the parking lots. And Mr. Henley had everyone kind of gather around. Right. And, and he gave this, this speech that basically was like, you won in the noble way. You didn't, you won because you were undeniable. Look at how badly they try to dog you yeah. and try to pick at you and critique you and shit. And you persevered through all of that. And he pulled out a brown bag and he said, in this brown bag are all of the ballots from the final round, the round that we won. Yeah. And he threw the bag on the ground and he lit it on fire. Hell yeah. And everyone's saying, we are the champions as their fucking bullshit uh, ballots burned in the parking lot. Yeah. That is was Mr. Henley. That's amazing. That's our champion. Yeah. I literally would be nowhere near the person I am today were it not for him. That's amazing. And I just want to take this time to recognize yeah. that, you know, for as shitty as adolescence is and as shitty right. as That's, this yeah. time is, when you have, especially like an adult who you respect yeah. and you admire, actually like really be in give your a corner. fuck yeah. and be, he, like, he, like I said, he was our champion. He protected us and stood up for us in these tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it feels good. Um, yeah, I that's exactly what I was going to say is that middle school and adolescence can be such a shitty time. Yeah, and to have someone, especially a teacher and adult, someone you respect that is has your back and those little moments of yeah. just like fun celebrating with an adult and and feeling validated as a kid means so much. And uh, when you have a teacher who like that's what they do. Yeah. Um, it it's it's so great and special. So and sounds like, like he he guy. like went like uh, for alumni like he went to a lot of high school graduations, he yeah. went to college graduations. He had open houses with yeah. old debaters. Um, uh, yeah, I can only hope like everyone had at least one of those teachers Jesus, in their and school. And if he didn't, my God, how did you do it? Like, yeah, that's incredible. It, it, it's tough, but yeah, the, those those teachers make it worthwhile, and they're they're great teachers, and they're heroes, and they should be celebrated. So yeah, so cheers, cheers to Jim Henley. Um, thanks for everything. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time in like literally. I was saying to someone that like my favorite memories from middle school was in debate. So, cheers. Yeah. May we all be that person, maybe one day to a young person, because God knows the kids need help. Hell yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's our episode of Rough Stuff. Thanks for ever. Thanks to everyone who wrote in. We love your stories. Um, and uh, thanks for sharing. Hopefully, you feel better now that they're out there, and we can all laugh at you and with you. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of guys. healing, I think, happened a lot today. of healing happens today. But we also have some very exciting news that oh. we want to tease a little bit at the end of this uh, over an hour long episode. Boy, probably. howdy. But if you um, made it this far. You're in for a treat. Um, yeah. Sarah, do you want to do you want to do the honors? Well, the BS Entertainment Division of Small Beans, <laughs> uh, who have brought you this show, Rough Stuff and the Cast and the Curious now brings you a third podcast oh we're doing another one another one it's you want to do that again like I, dj khaled <coughs> nope <laughs> um well this podcast it's called shooting threes shooting threes um yeah sarah thought of that name just for me and uh now that i'm a huge basketball fan yes um and we will be sarah and i Good friends, you know us, you love us, I hope. Are you introducing who we are an hour into our show? Yes. Um, <laughs> in case you forgot. In case you forgot, it, it's me, it's the same voices, but uh, it will be a different show. It's called Shooting Threes, as Sarah said, and we will be going through famous movie trilogies. Pure trilogies. Pure tr- One, two, and three, end of list. End of list, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and, uh, kind of same format as Cast and the Curious will be doing, they'll come out, uh, one movie at a time, and then we'll take a little break and move on to the next trilogy. And, uh, we're going to be watching more movies together, buddy. We're going to be, we're going to be real chick flicks. Real chick flicks? Real flick chicks. Flick chicks. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm workshopping that We'll figure it out. But it's called Shooting Threes. Sarah sent me, uh, uh, I'm writing a theme song. I'm working on that right now. I'm in the studio. Late night, every night. Yeah. So, so look at that. Look for that coming on your small bean feed. We're going to be very exciting. Yeah. And tell your friends to listen to the cast of Curious Baby now that everyone's watching that F9 trailer and they're fucking horny as fuck for Dominic Toretto <laughs> and his crew. And the fam. And the fam. Put them um, on to our show. Yeah. We're super excited about it. Uh, we hope you guys are too. You know, you can tweet at us uh, some trilogies that you want us to watch. Oh, yes. We've got a little bit of a list ourselves, but, you know, always yeah. looking for. Yeah. Other suggestions. Don't uh, say Star Wars. Are you fucking kidding me? We fucking know. Yeah. Um, we that, already fucking That's going to be an episode. We already fucking know. Um, for, for sure. And I'm already exasperated. But uh, I'm I'm not. She's glowing. Um, but yeah, look out for that. We're super excited. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on the next podcast. Yes, Thanks. one of them. One of them. Uh, bye, guys. Bye.